Hello, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of In the Flat Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Kill, joined this week by Jordan. So it's just going to be the original two of the podcast this week, as Jess, I was having some technical difficulties. It's probably that crazy computer he bought that's you know nobody's ever heard of before, but we'll talk to him about that next week. All right. So this week, obviously, we I don't think we're going to spend much time on the Michigan scandal. There's a lot of things coming out about that. I think over the next couple of weeks, it'll, the picture of that will be clearer between Michigan and all the other Big Ten teams are now being accused of cheating. So I'm just interested to see what you know, eventually happens with that. But we'll keep you posted. We'll talk about it if there's more actual news to share instead of this random rumors and posts on X. Let's talk about first last week before we dive into the playoff rankings. So a lot of um, interesting matchups. It was um, kind of a statement Saturday where, you know, teams, you were, you know, there were some upsets. There were some close calls, you know, a lot of good matchups. Start first with the number one team, Ohio State. They struggled for a bit with Rutgers before they pulled away 35-16. We had Texas winning a thriller uh, over Kansas State 33-30. Yet Ole Miss winning a close one over Texas A&M 38-35. We'll quickly go over this one. Clemson winning over Notre Dame 31-23. Never mentioned Notre Dame here again. Florida State sleepwalking for a 24-7 win over Pittsburgh, which that's why week to week, you never know, like Notre Dame – Beat Pittsburgh 58 to 7, turns around, loses to Clemson, Florida State, you know, struggles against them. I, I just I don't understand college football. Uh Georgia won a good one over Missouri 30 to 21. Oklahoma State lost the potentially last Bedlam game for a while, 27-24. Washington won a high scoring game, 52 to 42 over USC. And Alabama won pretty decisively over LSU 42 to 28. So it even though stand out, anything you want to talk about, Jordan? Just so you know, you said Oklahoma State lost. Oklahoma State won. Oh, they did win, yes. yes. I meant Oklahoma lost. Sorry. But um, a lot of the games were huge. Now we're just seeing a lot of the teams, no offense or no defense. Washington, no defense. Ohio State's defense was good. I just think that if they played anyone else other than Rutgers, they would have lost. Rutgers had more first downs than them, had more yards, total yards. All over, they had a, they rushed for 232 rushing yards. If, if it was another team, Ohio State should, would have lost that game. They got outplayed the whole way through. It just Rutgers doesn't have a really good pass team. They can run the ball a lot. They just don't pass the ball a lot. I kind of feel like we've been saying it all year about Ohio State. I just don't know that another team is in the Big Ten outside of Michigan that would really challenge them at this point. Um, but yeah, I mean they got a continue to work on cleaning this up. I think Colin McCord is injured too. Like, I don't know if you noticed, like he's been hobbled around a lot the last couple of games. And I don't know if that's impacted the offense, but it took the offense a while to get going. But once they got going, they were able to pull away. I, but I agree. Yeah. That was a probably a little more of a struggle than they wanted to do with Rutgers. But Rutgers has been playing pretty decent. They gave Michigan a, a run for the first half of their game as well. So I think if Rutgers just has a little more offense, if that quarterback could throw a better pass. Yeah, I, I do feel like they, they would have gave us 10 for game. 25. Just some other ones like Alabama. I think, honestly, I think Alabama is a lot better than we would thought. Their offense looks explosive still. Their defense looks scary good, especially against one of the top scoring offenses. It's two times. This is their second time holding a high power offense to their least amount of points in the season. They held Ole Miss to nothing. Um, LSU now, the biggest thing is uh, I'm worried Washington has no defense. Florida State struggles, is continuing to struggle against teams you think they'd beat. Boston College, 
Pittsburgh now, um, Clemson, and things like that. Georgia, if it wasn't at home, I think Missouri had that one. I think Missouri played really well against a really a good Georgia team. But it's just when Georgia gets is at home, it's hard to beat a team at home. But you know, besides those, there's nothing really outstanding to me besides a couple games you talked about. But it might look like an Alabama Georgia in the SEC championship once again. Yeah, you know, I will say Jalen Moreau, you know, he has his games where you, you tell he can't quite get the passes where he wants him to go, but he they started just putting the putting him in spots where he can win. And I think a lot of teams struggle to adjust to the, the players that they have. But I think Alabama is, and Tommy Reese here is doing a really good job. Like a lot of people were joking and making fun of Tommy Reese early in the season, but he's really, you know, with a really bad offensive line, and unsure quarterback play has really turned this offense around. They started doing a lot more to go along with that defense. So they're going to be scary against that Georgia team. It, it definitely helps that Milrow has the wheels. He is speedy. Yeah. Really, uh, he's decisive where he wants to go when he runs the ball. He rushed for 155 yards last game, four touchdowns. I mean, he did everything for that offense. Um, yeah. But we'll see when they play a, a – a better defense. Yeah. No, for sure. Alabama, Georgia is going to be interesting. I mean, you know, they could be both going to the playoffs after that too, depending on what the outcome is there. But, like, you know, we said at the beginning, we started shuffling dirt on Alabama and they're not dead yet. So they're kind of coming back. This is what we do every year though. They kind of struggle with these new players and they eventually Nick Saban gets them going. So good. A lot good of job changes there. on that. You know, you got yeah. new quarterback after having, uh, Heisman, you know, candidate, and then you have a new offensive coordinator. A lot of things just change. Yep, I'm sure. Welcome to Jess, who just joined us here. We did say you had technical difficulties with your terrible computer that you have, but uh, so <laughs> we'll, we'll keep you as long as you're able to stay with that computer. So moving on here, we'll we'll move on to the the top 25 um, college football rankings that came out this week. So no change to the top four. You have Ohio State number one, Georgia two, Michigan three, Florida State four. There's no, um, there's no change up to the top eight. Eight, okay. Yeah, so all the way down. So you have Washington five, Oregon six, Texas seven, Alabama eight. Round up the top ten, you have Ole Miss at nine and uh, Penn State at ten. Louisville, man, continue to have a good season. They're, they're at 11. Uh, Oregon State 12, Tennessee four, uh, 13, Missouri 14, Oklahoma State 15. Rounding out the rest of the top 25, Kansas at 16, Oklahoma 17, Utah 18, LSU 19, Notre Dame 20, Arizona 21, Iowa 22, Tulane 23, North Carolina 24, and Kansas State 25. So, look at this list. Do you guys agree with Ohio State still being number one? Is there anybody too high or too low on this list? Start with you, Jordan. What do you think? Honestly, I think the top eight, to me, are fine. I think the top five, you could honestly make a case for anyone to be number one. And I think, and honestly, no, no matter what it you, where you are, if you're in that top four, you're in the college football playoffs, no matter if you're one, two, three, you know, you know, so don't, to me, it doesn't matter who number one is, who has that number one at all. Honestly, Ohio state probably has the best, uh, the hardest schedule out of the top four. They, they play some pretty tough opponents outside of conference. They played Notre Dame and things like that. So, but other than that, I think that the rankings are 
pretty good, and nothing really surprises me. Um, to be honest, man, no. Arizona, that's the biggest surprise to me. Arizona is somehow playing better than I would expected. Man, they they are they're, they barely lost to, to Washington and Oregon. Let's think if they would have won both of those games, man, they would be top six. In, they, you know? they barely lost to Washington. They barely lost to USC. They didn't play Oregon. Oh, that's a figure. And they beat back. Oregon State and UCLA. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, honestly, good. they're doing good. Right they're now, they hold their own here. destiny on the Pac 12. Um, and, and look who's there at number 22. Oh, Iowa's back from the dead, 7 and 2, with no offense, but plenty of defense to go around. And, man, they're last. They're, they're, did you see all the pictures? That this is not even the most high scoring game in Wrigley Field. <laughs> this the, the baseball games the, are higher, yeah. The Cubs have scored that, more. Yeah. <laughs> well, between, in the game this weekend between them and Rutgers, that's a game I could definitely see ending like five Three, to two. two. <laughs> yeah, you know, this, definitely. Both teams' defenses are pretty pretty good, but neither one of them can fully pass the ball forward. the forward pass just yet. Hey man, they want they're back in the day, okay? Yeah, this was the 30s though, man. They both be some top tier teams oh, out there. Oh god, yeah. They dominate 1930s football. Sure. All Rutgers, right. You know, they played a good game against Ohio State. I've heard, you know, some if if you have any gripe with Ohio State being number 1, it's probably the fact that you know, they should have absolutely decimated Rutgers, but if they didn't get that pick six to start the second half, oh, been they, we, we might be talking about Ohio State very differently. You know, obviously, they're the better team. They won they won decisively Te- in the end. Techni- but Technically, Rutgers should have won yeah. that game. Um, they were up if at it, halftime. The if fact looked- that Ohio State was down to Rutgers at halftime, does that give you guys any real concern for Ohio State when they have to play Michigan? Like, I, it does because I mean Rutgers. Rutgers played well against Michigan in the first half too. Yeah, like, no, they, their defense is good. They just, I mean, the thing is with Ohio State. I think right now, I think I was mentioning before you jump, but Kyle McCord is, I think, is playing injured. If you hurt with his hurt ankle right now, he's got to have it really taped up heavily. And so, last couple games, he while he was making progress before those, I think he can't do a lot right now in the pocket. So it's causing the offense to fall down even more than it was. My my thinking is he'll get healthy over the next couple of weeks before Michigan um, would be ready to go there, and I don't worry as much about that. But I am worried. I mean, Michigan this matches up very well against Ohio State, so I am worried about it from that regard. Um, anybody high or low on your list, Jess? Anybody that you think is too high, too low? Going through it, maybe Tennessee's a little high. Like I, I haven't been impressed by them. You know, their offense has been a little hit or miss with Milton this year. They seem to – it seems to have come alive a bit these past few weeks. But overall, I haven't been too impressed by them. I don't – I mean, I right off the top of my head, I can't think of any particularly impressive wins that they've had either, you know, other than, you know, how they were ranked coming into year into the year to justify being all the way up at 13 right now. Yeah, Oklahoma falling down to 17, I'm good with. LSU, I mean, 
they might have the best three losses in the country, you know, depending on how you really want to view that. So maybe honestly, I, I wouldn't hate it if they were a bit higher. But the the thing is, I think at this point is like you can't really put them a higher than the other no, team with three losses. Still, like, I'm you know, my, I'm how, still surprised how, Oklahoma is ranked a, a little bit as high as they are, just because their two losses are abysmal. Like they're not no ranked opponent. Two losses against no ranked opponent when you're that high is crazy. I mean, I know some people, despite Washington beating Oregon, want Oregon over Washington right now. Just with how I still don't understand that. Hey, listen, you lost them head to head. I never. If you both have the same record, you lost head to head. You should be ahead of them, in my opinion. No matter how bad or good you look the rest of the games. The honestly, I wouldn't hate dropping Texas a couple spots just because, like, it's clear that the freshman quarterback that they have in. You know he's he doesn't have the experience. They just they're not clicking quite well, as well. Yours is back this week, so did you I, hear I what Tony just said? Dude, in front I just of got in. No, right now, they yeah because Alabama and Texas have the same record, and Texas beat you know, Alabama. I'm talking like not just why is Texas? I, I would drop Texas a couple of spots, even though they beat Alabama. I would drop Texas a couple you can. spots. You're about to have some more technical difficulties and drop off this podcast. <laughs> you can't. I just don't think you can. Like Alabama, I mean, you can't have them above Texas. You lost them at home, at your own home. I mean, I, just, I don't. Yeah. You didn't just lose to them. Texas controlled that game. It wasn't like yeah, a, I don't wasn't close. fully agree with that sentiment. And Wait, it's South just, Florida happened. I South then, Florida happened yeah, as well. Tony or Jess, come on. What happened to Alabama against South Florida? I know they had. Their worst quarterback. The Alabama team we saw this past weekend against LSU is different than the Alabama team that played USF. It's not all. There's it's not, a, it's no not about the team and how different they are. Playing, you know, much better now. If that one loss, like if it comes down to, you know, that one loss, you know, they don't even they lose again to Georgia in the SEC championship game, then. So, if they both went out, Texas wins the Big 12, Alabama wins SEC, there's only one spot left, you're going to give it to Alabama over Texas? In the end, I think I would because if that means Alabama beat Georgia. That that would be the be Alabama will beat Georgia. It, I mean, if it comes into an and Alabama beats Tennessee, then maybe not. But if they beat Georgia in the SEC championship game and Texas beats Oklahoma State, I don't know. I, I kind of think you'd have to give it to Bama. I know it's that's not the answer you want to hear. I would no, that's not the I want to hear the right that's answer, and I haven't heard the right answer yet. So I just uh, I saw I hear lot. that argument a lot that people think that Texas should be out in that situation. They should. I just, why can't like Florida State be out? Is that, I mean, I guess if it came down to it, like I would, both of those teams have better records, resume in Florida State. You have to throw them out. I just don't think if Texas goes rest of the way, only lost losing one game, 
you got to throw them in there. You can't throw Alabama in over them. If you want to throw Alabama in over Florida State, that's a different story to me. But I just can't see you throwing a team that lost that team over. That doesn't make sense. Why do you play the games, you know? I don't disagree with that. But at the same time, like, I do think right now this is a much better Alabama team than the team that played Texas in, what was it, like week three, week four maybe? Week well, hey, I wish you could just pick a poll because the Notre Dame team that played Pittsburgh was amazing. But that team didn't play last week. It, no, it, it, but that's different. In in that, like every right week, now, is, you're we are seeing worse, this you know? Alabama team in the A. And this is, I think, going to be kind of something that happens a lot more moving forward. I've heard some interesting talk about this. When you have so many transfers and you know young players, you know obviously the team is going to get better over the course of the season. Alabama has a bunch of transfers. They have a young, inexperienced quarterback, and it is just taking them time to gel. And that means, you know, obviously you would hope that the team at the end of the season is better than how they were at the start, but we are seeing it in real time with, I mean, do you think if Alabama was still playing at the level they were against Texas USF, that's even a game against LSU? No, they've gotten a lot better. The quarterback has found his footing a bit more. The defense is, but I wouldn't say as good as any Nick Saban defense, but you know, it's a Nick Saban. If, if you look, Texas and Alabama, if you kind of look at how they played throughout the season, I mean, Alabama should have blown out Texas A&M. They won by six. Arkansas, they won by three. Arkansas is down bad this year. You have the South Florida game where, honestly, they probably could have lost that game if South Florida had a little bit of something. So I don't. I, I think because Texas beat Alabama at Alabama, you can't put Alabama above Texas. Their, their, their schedules are most the same. They played the same kind of game. I, I just Alabama hasn't blown me out of the water yet. Yeah, they beat LSU, but LSU has no defense. Based on watching, I don't know. It's good something that you know, we're gonna have to. It's it's a clear fact that Alabama is a much better team now, and if they go, they went out the rest of the way. They beat Georgia in the SEC championship. Do you think that? Forget what we think. Do you think the committee puts them in? No, I think they put Texas in if Texas wins the Big Twelve. What I think happens that situation. Do you Georgia think Georgia stays, would Georgia fall out? No, no Georgia stays. Georgia stays, Alabama will go in, Texas would go in, and then there would just be absolute chaos. But we say this every year, and teams that are supposed to win out don't. Well, I can see Texas losing just because this quarterback situation. Like, Malik Murphy, look, he played good, and then Quinn Ewers is supposed to be back, but if he's still not 100% when he comes back, will that cost them a game? You never I'm know. not 100% sure who they lose to, but. Yeah, I don't know either. Well, but. fingers crossed, Bama. Just loses whenever, be it in the SEC championship <laughs> game or one of these upcoming games. Uh, yeah, it probably will be an upcoming game. So uh, they're at Auburn, so it's at Auburn. Uh, I haven't seen it with It'll Auburn. Things, this year. Crazier things have happened. This is oh yeah, Auburn football. always plays tough against Alabama. So yeah. Chattanooga could pull it out. All right, Chattanooga, put your money on him. <laughs> if, if Nick oh. Saban loses to Chattanooga, he should just retire. Forget about the, the record. The one thing <laughs> about the ranking is, did you see the? Letter that JMU James Madison oh, yeah, sent 
They're trying to they get want in, in, man. They want in. They want that big New Year's Six game, dude. They're, they deserve they're it. Dominant. They've been undefeated almost yeah, two years. It. Two years. They won, lost one game, I think, last year. Yeah, they deserve to get in. I think that's a stupid rule that you have to wait two years before you get to a bowl game. I mean, you're going to get a bowl game this year anyway because there's not enough eligible teams, and so they all end up getting it. But they should just already have it assured and have a chance to be at the a New Year's Six. All right. And could let's, only hope. Let's move on to preview. Starting first with the big game of the week, uh, Michigan at Penn State. You know, Michigan's coming in this one 9-0. and Penn State's coming in 8-1. Last game, Michigan won 41-13 over Purdue. Penn State won their last game 51-15 over Maryland. Both Purdue and Maryland have been down really bad the last few games, so I don't think we could take much from those performances. Obviously, Michigan, this is their their season starts because they haven't played anybody with a pulse up until this game. So I'm interested to see what they actually look like. ECU and Rutgers had pulses, just not offense. They were on life support, but they had pulses for sure. But (laughs) I I think, you know, I think I'm interested to see what J.J. McCarthy looks like, how their defense looks. I'm also interested to see if Pitt State can actually complete a forward pass because they could not against Ohio it State. It looked better this past week. Well, anybody will look better in that Maryland way Maryland's playing right now. But they couldn't do it. And I think I would say Michigan's defense is better than Ohio State's. So they couldn't do it against Ohio State. Will they be able to do it now against Michigan? The good thing I is... I don't know if I would say that Michigan's defense is better than Ohio State. Sorry to keep interrupting you, Tony, but I don't think getting kicked off this podcast. Did they record more Penn State? Maybe they changed it up. They yeah, haven't been then, able to get the signs. That's right. We'll see what they looked at. I didn't see anybody in crowd last week at, at the um, Penn State game, so... I'd be interested. Uh, yeah, this will be interesting too. This is the first big game since that scandal happened. You know, well, I'd be interested to see. I'd be interested to see if Penn State can actually step up and actually do something in a big game where they're going to lose their second game like they always do against one of the big two here. This game means a lot for a Big Ten title hopes for Penn State and Michigan, Ohio State. So, bitches and watch this one. You know, this is a lot on the line here. And, you know, Penn State has already talked about changing all their signs from what they've done in the past. So, if they just destroy Michigan's defense, does that mean that maybe they did they were doing it because of the signs? Who knows? But it's just a little kind of funny subplot there. But this is at Penn State, so it's not at Michigan. I wish it was a whiteout game. It's at it noon. It should it's at be. Noon. It, it is criminal that this is not an eight o'clock whiteout game. If I was Penn State, I was like, we're playing this game at, at eight. We're gonna give this game at eight o'clock. Because it's at Michigan, it was at night. Forget yeah, wasn't the, there the, I, the, the Iowa game their yeah. whiteout game? Why does yeah. that need to be a whiteout game? You, you, you have nobody in the crowd. They're not going to score any points against you. They had um, the whiteout game in week four. That's terrible. Anyway, what's, what, do you, what do you guys think is going to happen here? Michigan and Pitt State, do we see Michigan coming through as a dominant team? We, a lot of people are saying they are, or do we see Penn State finally breaking through and winning this one? Sorry, you just... I think Michigan's going to win this one. That doesn't, you know, I'm not happy about it. I was high on Penn State coming into the year. I, of the three of us, I'm the one that's high on Aller. Clearly, he has not developed the way I thought he would this year. He's got all the tools, but he just needs to put it together. But all in all, Michigan, it, it will be interesting to see if, the fact that they've had such a snooze fest of a schedule and then all of a sudden, Bam at Penn State, you know, it's like a you know, ice, you know, getting thrown into an icy river, you know, like they had a lot of slow starts this year, too, on the first yeah, half. Like, so. again, you know, 
we were I talked a bit about this earlier when we brought up like you know Rutgers. Rutgers was in that game against Michigan. They were in that game against Ohio State. It feels like a lot of the top teams this year, you know, they encounter even halfway decent resistance, and it it really takes them some time to kind of adjust. I mean, we've seen that how many times with Georgia this year? You know, in the one week Tony and I picked against them, that was the week they decided, all right, we're just going to be awake from the get-go. But I do think the fact that this is going to be, what, an 11.30 noon game, it's not prime time, it's not under the lights, it's not the whiteout. Obviously, Penn State's going to be packed. They're always packed. But just I do think that's going to help them, just the fact that vibe just isn't going to be there. So I think Jay McCarthy has shown that he's one of the best quarterbacks in the country. He's going to be a first-round pick. Michigan's defense is has been dominant. They haven't had a true test. So I don't think they're going to shut down Penn State, but I do think they're going to just be a bit too much. And I think this ends up being another year for Penn State where, you know, their only two losses are going to be Ohio State and Michigan. They'll get one of the top bowls. You know, they'll show out. They'll be able to compete with that second tier of teams. But it just doesn't seem like it's the year they're breaking through. Yep. I agree. I do feel like this is going to be a Michigan win again. What do you, but what do you say, Jordan? I think I'm going to have to go. I think I'm going to have to go the other way. Oh, I think uh, there's Hey guys, Jordan lives in Michigan. Just throwing it out there. (laughs) I know I'm, I'm going to, I work with people that are Michigan fans. So uh, I don't know. I think it's the tie. I think Penn state's going to break through. I, I just offense to me. I don't see a difference. I know Drew Aller sometimes doesn't look that great, but J.D. McCarthy only has 300, little less than 300 passing yards more. Drew Aller has th- three more touchdowns or two more touchdowns, two more or less interceptions, and it's at home for Penn State. And Penn State really has nothing to look forward to after this game. I mean, they play Rutgers at home and they play Michigan State. Michigan still has Ohio State on that clock, on on their minds. It's getting closer. And so Penn State, I think, is going to be able to pull it out this year. I think Michigan's – they don't start the games fast. They can't. They I don't know why. They look slow. And there's so much controversy on this uh, sign stealing that I, I just see Penn State – somehow pulling it away i think it's gonna be a lot it's gonna be closer than we would think but i got penn state this week all right well see if that happens i i just i I mean i would love to see a little more like from penn state because they just seem to be like somebody you kind of forget about that they'll they get a lot of hype at the beginning of the season they kind of fall off so it'd be nice when we get one of these wins um because they don't get this one they have to wait again until next year to try it all over again all right Next up, you have Tennessee at Missouri. Um, so Tennessee's coming in this one seven and two. Um, they're coming off a 59 to three victory over Connecticut. Um, and then you have Missouri, obviously seven and two, coming off a really tight, tough ball game against Georgia when he lost 30 to 21, as we mentioned earlier in the podcast. Interesting matchup. I, you know, honestly, I just Tennessee, I feel like they're okay, but they play somebody with a pulse and they they don't win, in my opinion. But that this is my opinion. I just 
I haven't seen it with them this year. I just feel like they had an easy schedule outside that they lost to Florida, they lost to Georgia. So, I mean, Georgia, right? Or Alabama? Who would they lose to? Alabama. Alabama. So they lost those two. I feel like if I played Georgia, they would lose to them too. And it's anybody with a pulse in SEC, they're going to lose to. And Missouri, I felt like if it played really well this year, you know, they lost that tough matchup against Kansas State and then they lost to Georgia, you know, but I'm just more, I guess, more inclined to trust Missouri than I am Tennessee. So, and it's at Missouri. So I'm kind of leaning toward Missouri myself. But what do you say here, Jordan? Missouri. Give me the Missouri. <laughs> I got Missouri. I think they have a better quarterback. He's more consistent right now. They have the better running back. They have the better uh, receivers. I mean, uh, Burton the third is one of the best receivers in college football right now and put up huge numbers and is that guy from Missouri. And I think Cook is cooking, playing really well, <laughs> getting the ball to Burton. <laughs> You, you couldn't resist. Could I you? couldn't. No, I could not. It was a had to moment. It will never happen again. I'm so sorry, everybody. Uh, we'll make sure we'll make sure that, that never happens but, again. So. But it was at it's at Missouri. Missouri played really well against a Georgia team that is dominant the last three years. And I think being at home, being against a lesser defense, and honestly, a little lesser offense in my eyes in Tennessee. I, I got Missouri. Pulling this one out by a seven to ten points. My only worry on this one, just what we can talk to this, is I mean, it's usually when you play a tough team like Georgia, it could usually affect you the following week. Do you think that has any chance of happening here, Jess, or do you think they'll come out more motivated to win this game? Uh, that's a tough one. Maybe a slow start, but I still see them winning this game again. Jordan made some good points, minus the pun. Um, the pun was great. Um, but, Tony, come on. Come, just one, one sec. Off your – they did lose the LSU. And then the next week, they came out and won 38-21 to 21 against Kentucky. So, don't – they're not a slow – playing a hard team. They play slow. I think Missouri wants to prove themselves way more than people give credit to them. Okay, am I losing my mind? I thought Missouri lost to Kansas State. Who am I thinking of that lost to Kansas State? Missouri beat Kansas State that's, by a that's field right. goal. All right, in my head they I lost. I think that like game. a sixty-yard field goal. Yeah, that's right. I knew that was a tough game. Okay, thank you for the minor LSU game. I forgot about that. Sorry, Jeff. Jeff. Yeah. So no, but I mean, it's a good point. Uh, trying to find, yeah, Kansas State week three walk-off field goal, sixty-one yards. 60 yards? 61. Yep. Oh, yes. Most in the SEC history, maybe. They definitely cooked him in a game. I, I, but <laughs> yeah. I, I, I agree with Jordan. I think Missouri's just the better gonna team. Going to be cooking. At home. <laughs> I think they're going to be motivated. Get a little bit of home cooking going on. Just say it. Come on. Just, just say it, Jess. <laughs> no, I refuse to go down that path. We already it's went down it. too easy. It's too right there. You know, I'm yeah. not a dad. I don't, I, I don't make dad jokes just yet. You look like one. Tony, it's fine for you. You know, you're you're a uh, dad. I'm sure you've been making these kinds of jokes for, you know, a couple years now. I was making these before I had kids. Just, you know, <laughs> you got to. life, you know. Yeah, you got to practice before you have kids. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, you got to get it right. You got to perfect it before you have them. Or they won't be, it won't, it'll come off wrong, you know. So. Can't, couldn't, can't have that. Well, being that I am nowhere close to having kids, I refuse to take the bait here. Okay. We'll just dub you then. But Missouri will win. <laughs> Missouri will win. Hey, hey Jess, what, is, what is the Missouri quarterback? 
next name? <laughs> Something Cook. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's all we needed. We, we'll we'll, we'll dub that in after the fact. We'll I can say Cook, but I'm not going to make yeah, so we you to say it. Now we can dub your voice. Now we can dub in. Else. Oh, God. Now you guys are going to use AI. That's right. We already have been. Every time you talk, we dub it. Yeah, we, we dub it. What you, what you want you to say? Yeah. Brady Cook. Six <laughs> foot two. I thought he was a little taller, honestly. All right. Next game. We've talked way much about more than Brady Cook than we need to talk about Brady Cook. All right, Brady Cook. If you got paid by your name mentioned, you're getting paid well in this podcast. All right, next game: Utah at Washington. So Utah's coming in seventy-two. Their last game, they beat. They finally got the offense going. They beat Arizona State fifty-five to three. You know, so they look best that they had all year on offense. Washington's coming to this game nine and zero with the Alfred victory of fifty-two to forty-two over USC. I am intrigued by this matchup. I'd be more intrigued if it was at Utah. But Utah looked really bad when they played Oregon at Utah. So I'm interested in what they're going to look like here against Washington. But they got to give something in the offense. I am pleasantly surprised they were able to get 55 last week, even if it was against Arizona State. So, Jess, what do you think happens here? Will Utah be able to use that defense to slow down Washington and score enough points to beat them? No, I think Washington's going to do quite well. Honestly, Utah, I've not been like their defense is good, but you know, when they have to play some of these top teams that can match them in, you know, physicality and size, then they haven't been as good. Like they they were able to do well, I believe it was against USC, but USC, one, they don't have a defense, and two, they lack size on both of their both of their lines. And you, you have to win in the trenches. And I think Washington can do that. We saw what happened when they went up against Oregon. They, they got steamrolled. And I think Washington, even if, like we were discussing earlier, you think despite Washington having barely beaten Oregon, if you do you, if you think Oregon is the better team, I'd say Washington's in the same tier. They've got the weapons on the outside. They got the size in the trenches. They got the pieces on defense. It's at Washington. You know, the Washington, I believe, has two NFL level pass rushers, edge guys, defensive ends, you know, alone. And then they got like two of the top 10 wide receivers, possibly in this upcoming draft. They've got one of the, some people say the number three quarterback, you know, Washington's just got all the pieces. They're going to manhandle Utah. I'm sorry. It's just, I'm thinking it might end up being like a 35 to 10 kind of game, similar to what Oregon did to Utah. Jordan, you agree? Yeah, I do. I think Utah's offense is just bad against teams. And I think Washington and Michael Penix, needs a good game and he has two more big games that he has to prove that he's Heisman. So Washington yeah, wants that Heisman. He's got Utah put up here. numbers, Utah. Then he got Oregon state, even Washington state rival game, Heisman moments, the next three games. I think Michael Penix can do it. And I just don't think Utah's offense. Yes. Last week they played really well. But I'm still not convinced that their offense can put up numbers and their defense, what Oregon did to them, kind of exposed a lot of things. So Washington by 100. 
<laughs> I am picking Utah in this game. Just to, like you did when they played Oregon. I think like why the reason I feel like well, okay, I thought Kim Reza could be back in that game. Now we know he's not. I do feel like they're they starting to get the offense going a little bit, but I also feel like Washington has a worse defense than Oregon does. So I feel like teams can score against Washington. They just have to try to outscore them, which they can't as of yet. So I think Utah will be able to slow down Washington, be able to score enough points to win this one in a close one, maybe a three-point game. It comes down to the wire, but I do see Utah winning this one. Okay, but Utah's quarterback, yes, he had four touchdowns, but he only had 168 one passing yards last week. That's all I need, Jordan. That's all you need, man. You're going to need more than that against Washington. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to need a lot more than that. It's going to be a running attack. They're going to just going to run the ball. I don't even right? think their running game's that great this year. Their defense creates havoc and a score on short fields. So I do feel like that's going to cause some. Not against Washington, but it's okay. Okay, guys, listen, you picked your pick. Let me pick my pick. You're, it's because you're wrong. Absolutely not. <laughs> you're well, wrong this time. We'll see. See what happens. You know, you guys are. You'll see. All right. The Utes will come through. They won't, but it's okay. Couldn't even Tony. Tony. That'll be their like hype up cry for two. They couldn't. Tony. They they couldn't even win at home against Oregon. How are they gonna go somewhere and win? Today, teams go all kinds of. They they one week to the next they're different. Washington has been up and down. Their defense has been terrible the last couple weeks. That's all Utah needs to get their offense going. Their defense will be good. They'll win. We'll talk about it. You guys will apologize. And then we'll I won't. Next week. You will. I'll tell it. Um, let's see. Next up, Florida State and Miami. So, Miami, you know, this is one of the last chances, I think, for Florida State to lose. I mean, I guess Florida could do it, but I don't see it. So, Miami comes into this game with a 6-3 record. They, they're coming off a 20-6 to loss against North Carolina State. Florida State is 9-0, coming off a kind of sluggish performance, 24-7 against Pittsburgh. Um, if you just looked at the, the teams, the records, the players, you would say it's going to be a blowout win for Florida State. But, Jordan, what do you say? Is it going to be a blowout win for Florida State? Yeah, I think so. I think Miami is – I don't know how to even read Miami. Like, what, what do you even say about Miami? Like, how do you tell what they are? That's the thing in my head. It's hard to read this game because of how inconsistent Miami is. I mean, they can blow on a team and Van Dyke looks really good, but then you get killed or you don't run, you don't kneel the ball and run the ball and fumble it and lose the game. (laughs) I think that, that wasn't good. No, it wasn't. But they got all that other system now. So. No, but it's at home. It's at Florida State. At Miami, isn't it? No. Nope. No, nope, at Florida it's... State. Is it? I thought it was at Miami. Technically, though, is it really? If you play a team in Florida, is it really a home or away game? At Florida State, it is. They have a really good crowd there. But it's at Florida State at 3.30. Drunk fans are great fans. And if you're under 21... Be better if it was eight o'clock. No game. Another play. one that would probably be way yeah. better served in the prime time slot. But Florida State by a thousand. Now Florida State by like at least twenty-one. I think Miami just is down bad this year. Down bad. bad. Jess, what do you say? Yeah, I think being that it's at Florida State, 
Miami's inconsistencies. Yeah, you know, I wasn't exactly very impressed by Florida State this past weekend against Pittsburgh, but I feel like they'll be awake for this one. I maybe they were looking past Pittsburgh at this game specifically, but yeah. I think Florida State's going to come in handle business. I think Miami will give them a good fight though. I could see this coming down to kind of a you know, Florida State is up seven with about four minutes left and kicks a field goal to put them up 10, and that's just too much for Miami to overcome kind of game. But I do think Florida State wins it. All right. I think Florida State, too. I think they won by a couple touchdowns at least. You had um, us that guessing. What? You had us guessing there. I thought you were about to say Miami. I was about oh, to no, say I, you I can't go again. No, I only go for good teams. Utah's a good team. Miami's not. So, um, Florida State for this one. Okay. Final one. Ole Miss at Georgia. Somehow Georgia gets all their good games at home. It so is at 7 o'clock. A, it is at 7 o'clock. Well, that doesn't help Ole Miss. It doesn't help Ole Miss. It is at 7 o'clock, I will say. No, um, but it actually it's the opposite. <laughs> so, Ole Miss coming on 8-1. and one. They, They're coming off that victory over Texas A&M. Their only loss is get to Alabama. Where they their offense the one time their offense didn't show up it was gets that really tough Alabama defense. Georgia's coming in nine and zero coming off that victory over Missouri. Obviously Georgia's playing without the tight end, but they've been you know I, I say played pretty exactly well. Yeah, I, I would say they actually probably opened up the probably opened it up a little more with Carson Beck. You know, allowed him to kind of spread the ball around a little bit, get the running game going kind of back to that Georgia offense that you're kind of used to. So I think Georgia has been playing better these last few weeks, especially since we questioned them against Kentucky. They really haven't looked back. Ole Miss, they really have been really good offensively all year, except for that Alabama game. So, But that that game gives me worries that Georgia's going to do the same thing to them that Alabama did. You know, coming into this, I kind of was thinking I was going to pick Ole Miss, but I just, I'm just i not sure. I just don't know if they have the defense and then the – the offense will be able to do enough against Georgia's defense. Uh, but what do you say, Jess? Yeah, I think Georgia – this defense that they have isn't as dominant as the last two years, but it's still a Georgia defense. It's going to do enough. Ole Miss – if it was at Ole Miss, still in the same primetime slot, I low-key would pick them, but it's not. That's the issue. It's at Georgia – Talk about drunk fans, you know, it's seven o'clock. It's they're gonna be rowdy, they're gonna be hype. Georgia's defense, again, it's just because the I feel like it's a little misconstrued when we're talking about it. Like just because we're saying Georgia, we're saying Georgia isn't good or as good compared to Georgia, not compared to the average. Just because this is a weaker Georgia team doesn't mean we're saying this is a weak team. Georgia might not be what they were the last couple of years, especially on the defensive side of the ball, but they are still easily one of the top four teams in the country. And that comes with an offense that seems to, like Tony said, oh, have opened up since Brock Bowers went down. This is still one of the top and most talented defenses in the country. They're going to be able to handle Ole Miss. And I think this is a game that Georgia will win by 14 to 17 points. I just don't think Ole Miss is going to be able to hang. All right. Jordan, do you agree? Yeah, I feel like Ole Miss defense 
they don't, I, I, I mean, just look at the, their games. Besides the Mercer game, where they won 73 to 7, Tulane, they let up 20. Georgia Tech, they let up 23. They lost to Alabama. To LSU, 49. You know, Arkansas, 20. Auburn, 21. Seven for Vanderbilt. So I just 35 don't... for Texas AM. Oh, yeah. 35 for Texas AM. I totally forgot about that game. Thanks, man. So it just happened too. <laughs> Ole Miss doesn't, their defense doesn't look that great. And their offense, when they play a good defense, doesn't look good. Alabama. And that was earlier in the season where Alabama really wasn't 100% Alabama. I just think Georgia is going to be able to do what they want offensively, and their defense is going to hold Ole Miss to a low 10 points probably, just like Alabama did. I agree. I do see. I mean, I was kind of going back and forth just because I felt like Ole Miss has the team that could beat Georgia, but the circumstances does not help them at all, as you mentioned we talked about. So I see Georgia probably blowing them out, honestly, because whenever we think a game could be close when it's with Georgia, that usually means a game that they're going to focus more on and win win pretty handily. So I can see them winning by 14 or 21 points here and getting their probably best win of the season against a the highest-ranked team they played all year. So it would be good kind of test for them to go into – Alabama, honestly, a Georgia Tech game might be a little tricky. It's a rivalry game at the end of the year, and Georgia Tech's been playing up and down to competition. So I'm interested in that game, too. But, yeah, those are the, the matchups. I would say they're not the sexiest matchups on paper, but last week wasn't either, and those gave us some good results, a good matchup. So I expect you know some of the same here because usually these are the weeks where crazy upsets happen and mess up all the playoff predictions, how everybody thinks everybody's just going to run the table when they actually don't. So this is – usually the kind of week where you can expect the unexpected. So look forward to that. As always, if you guys want to follow along with us on X in the flat pod or in our website, in the flat podcast.com to see the latest updates uh, and talk to us, mail back questions, send them our way. We'll look forward to continue the conversation. Go ahead, Jordan. Also let us know how many punts Iowa and Rutgers are going to have in this game. And we'll have, um, we'll have a pull out soon about that total points because they're over under is 28.5. That's so bad. So let us let us know. We'll put a poll out. Um, oh my god! More I, punts or score or points? That's both. Cool. <laughs> both. Um, but I think plus. I think we're at plus ten. I think I'm going plus ten punts combined. Well, could be. Could be. It might be over. I don't know. They might just hold on to the ball like ten minutes and then punt. At like all of a sudden, Iowa Rutgers final score is like fifty six, fifty five. I think I would never watch college football again. <laughs> I would think then maybe they're sign stealing. Yeah. Or, or something's <laughs> going on there. So, something weird has happened. They, they, right. they saw the line and said, screw Vegas. They were like, okay, we're just going to call plays that you know and we know. So we're just going to – we're just going to let people score. We just want to make people, like, think we're good offensively for once in our lives. That would be once. I would cry laughing. If just so you know that final score is like over a hundred combined what, points. The Iowa head coach or offensive coordinator has like a stipulation he has to score like average twenty. It, he's already been fired though. So but no USC's defensive coordinator. I don't know if you guys talked about it. Either. Um the Big Ten West does not have a team offensive uh, a team that scores more than twenty four points a game. 
So all their offensive coordinators should be fired. That's how they do it in Big Ten country. That's real. That's real football. Not all of this high flying air raid well, nonsense. We'll let them cook. We'll let them cook. That's right. You gotta, you gotta let the you gotta let the defenses cook. Twenty-one. You gotta let that defenses cook. Let them sizzle a little bit and then finish them off with a nice cook. You know, so yeah. Well, we'll dub in some more puns from Jess after this. But yeah, no, guys, thank you, thank you for joining us. I feel like I really cooked up a good podcast here, and we'll get everyone in the burner and ready for you guys for next week. Until then, have a good one, guys. Bye.